Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, she has been here a bunch of times before, but someone made a creepy picture and put her head on a butterfly on Twitter, and that kind of forced our hand, so now she's back again. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always great to have her here, Maria Shahada. Also joining me, he's a super funny comic from LA who's done the Unpops live show a bunch of times. He's had me on his show a bunch of times. That's awfully nice of him. And now he's here on Unpops for the very first time to talk mostly about how he's sad about being a ginger. Ladies and gentlemen, Griff Pippen. It's going to be a great show. Hey, Maria Shahada's here. Hey. Someone uh, made a creepy picture of you with butterflies and said I had to have you back on. Yes. So I figured I'd do so that the before... the creepy picture worked if anybody we, else wants to... Before we both get tossed in some maniac's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. So Maria Shahada's here. Griff Pippen, it's your first time here. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank you for having for me. For both of us. It's exciting yeah. for both. You've done the Unpopular Opinion Live show a few awesome times. Awesome show. I used to do your show at a hostel in Santa Monica all the time. So much fun. I've done that. It was... <laughs> They're rough, I did. aren't they? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, I liked it though because I don't like I don't like doing open mics. So I always knew if I did a joke there and it hit that it was probably a good joke because those motherfuckers don't even yeah. speak English. I mean, it's, you can make people laugh from like ten different countries yeah. at the same time, all different senses of humor. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. because it's a lot of like British and Scottish and Australian people who who live in a culture where you just get drunk and <laughs> yell at comedians? Well, you get that, and then you get someone from Finland, and you get someone from China, and then like all their cultures laugh at way different things so you could figure out what makes everybody you could do laugh. some good like Szechuan versus Cantonese jokes yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand comedy shows at hostels I mean they're not late it's not like a 10 or 11 o'clock show usually they're 8 o'clock and you want like I'm like you, thank you for venturing from your room to the lobby <laughs> way to discover the city what are you doing listening to me get the fuck out of here <laughs> like, you're a loser <laughs> yeah. I don't respect you and you don't respect me <laughs> right <laughs> very poorly but it would normally be people coming back in when I did the show it'd be like people returning from yeah. exploring Still, it's the eight city o'clock. and I would so bark cynical. them in yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey come check out this Adam Todd Brown guy you don't know him but you're gonna listen to him for 10 minutes and stare at him yeah I did that show once and Esther Povitsky took a nap during my set <laughs> like you mother is that little fucker. little Esther yeah that, <laughs> that dumb bitch in all fairness I definitely would have slept through her set yeah I'm tired yeah. or not <laughs> comedy <laughs> where were we hit it Brett you know, the hardest part of this show for me is the first few minutes, because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life, but not really, when all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to for the past week. That's why this segment is called This Week in Me, and it's about to get so intense. Should we fight, Maria? You want to fucking fight? Yeah. All right. Make it. Like physical though, like no. You got to periscope this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we're gonna fight naked, yeah, we have oh, to no, periscope. Oh no, naked it. fighting. Who? He said that. Who invited you? I did. <laughs> he said it, and you kept oh, going. Naked fighting. Make it more entertaining. Potentially, probably not. Definitely not. No. You'd want to <laughs> pixelate me. That'd be awful. <laughs> that wouldn't be a fun fight. 
So for the second week in a row, my podcast is about the police. Last week, I talked about whether or not maybe the police have already started the next civil war, which is kind of hyperbole on my part. I know, but I feel like I made a strong argument. And now uh, this week, my column is about crazy police forces no one ever talks about. Everyone talks about Baltimore, obviously, now. The NYPD gets a lot of press, Ferguson. But there are some police forces around this country that deserve a little more respect in that way. I don't think respect is the right word. But take Denver, for example. They have been fucking crazy since the 50s, it seems. There's a rundown on Wikipedia of all the controversies that have befallen the Denver Police Department, and it starts way back in 1953. And there are just so many incidents of them being heinous to people. And you never hear that about Denver. My favorite story was the the one about the woman who was being beaten by her husband as she's crawling into the police station. And she's showing the policeman her restraining order of the man like who's basically choking her. Yeah. She's like, he can't be touching me by law. And then they arrested her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why exactly did they arrest her? What came of that? Well, what like, did you, you, sir, provoked, you must have provoked him. Sir, yeah. stop putting effort into beating this woman. Let us. Uh, <laughs> that's our job. Help. Yeah. To protect and <laughs> to, to serve. serve. And to, yeah. Serve. Yeah. To protect and beat. Yeah. Have either of you been stop to Denver? beating her with a nightstick. This is the proper nightsticking technique. They're going to show you to do it right. All right. Well, moving on, we, uh, we have... <laughs> Uh, Montana, Billings, Montana. We're moving on from Denver that quick. Well, you, Griff, have you, you been to Denver? To carry it. I'm yeah, I have. Uh, did the police beat your ass? Uh, yes, they did. <laughs> you look like somebody um, who would get their ass beaten. Yeah, by a I appreciate that. <laughs> I pre- it's because I have red hair, and that's so racist. Now, <laughs> well, it's interesting on the article you pulled up there. That dude that worked there uh, became police chief of several different towns. He was saying, "What does he say?" He referred to people when he was training as uh, beaners, greasers, homos. And then he uh, asked one of the female police officers in training, like, the only reason you wanted to work here so you can have access to 1,400 guys to fuck? I feel like the only reason you're bringing this up is to be able to say all those words. (laughs) I mean... There's this one in particular in 1979. Greasers, homos, nigger. It's all there, but, like... Those are words you wanted to say. Well, no, the the point I'm making is that you've got guys like that in power, just jerks and assholes. That's, I mean, that's how they they lay the groundwork down by saying, hey, this is the environment we're going to create here by saying those words and and having no respect for women, having no respect for minorities. That's the kind of environment and leadership that they have in Denver. So it's not a surprise you have guys like that going around beating people. You think that's, like, in particular, Denver, like, raises them, raises these cops? To yeah, it like, starts all at the top and trickles yeah. down. You got a douchebag at the top, and he's going to be hiring and training douchebags, and before you know it, they're beating people senselessly. What's most shocking about that is that they had a video camera in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> what an advanced police force. No wonder they went 20 years without beating anybody. <laughs> Goes from 1979 to 1999, and then the SWAT team. Oh, they killed a guy. They found $20 a crack on the premises. Killed him. Killed him. Murdered him. Basically. Yeah. They were protecting and serving. What are you talking about? <laughs> Fucking police. $20 You spend a lot of time in South Africa, like right? Nothing. Not, like not a, a lot of, of time. Yeah, yeah, a couple weeks. What, what's, like, often... what's the police situation like over there? Is it still, is it just relatively normal? Because um, I know, like, I, I had a friend from Jamaica, and she would describe the police, and she'd be like, they have fucking... 
M16s and it's terrifying. Like, is it that kind of thing, or are they just like you, you know normal racist white dudes like the police here? Well, anytime we want to describe South Africa, you have to it's it's kind of layered. You have to understand the history, of course, apartheid. You have to understand the current situation. You know, you have to understand the, the poverty that's still going on, the class system, and obvious racism that's still there. And basically, you you have cops, and I think I remember seeing some of them with guns. But wait, what they, country are you describing again? This was the the cops in South Africa. Oh, okay, and basically, like um, it was kind, <laughs> it was kind of like any kind of poor, dirty streets, kind of like in America. The cops didn't really care for. They didn't really. There wasn't a lot of surveillance there. But then, when you went to like the nicer streets, the whiter streets, you might see more protection there. Just very similar to America, just on a more. Uh, like it, there was more poverty there, and you saw the the wealth gap there more. It was yeah. mind blowing to see the wealth gap. One street is serious, like extreme poverty, and the next street is like wealth. And these these yeah, like, you you just see it more. And America's turning into that. We go, oh man, I could never live there, but it's like that's what we're turning yeah. into. We're headed there. Yeah. So um, yeah, the, the the cops. I mean, if if it's the situation where uh, if some cop shot or murdered someone, they just they could sweep it under the rug and get away with it. Probably a lot easier than they could here. I think the yeah. citizens can sweep it under the rug and get yeah. away with it. Like I think like shooting happens. I was watching a documentary about Trevor Noah, and then during the documentary, I think he he was talking to somebody, and he and said he, he just, mentioned, shot he just mentioned that he? His, yeah, he just mentioned that his mom had been shot in the head like two weeks prior. And she was in the hospital. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> but and, and another comic on the South African scene, his dad died from being shot. And it's just like he was just saying how it's so kind of commonplace. And it just these things happen. And it's like you kind of learn to live with that. Yeah. And because yeah. you have so much corruption in the government and police force there that, I mean, there's just stuff gets swept under the rug every yeah. day like that. That wouldn't be someone getting shot. It would be just another number in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you would find that a lot with comics here, too. Like, especially comics from Chicago. Chicago's a violent fucking city. <laughs> like, there are so many murders in Chicago. Like, I bet if you interviewed that same number of Chicago comics, they'd be like, yeah, I know my, people have been shot. In my old roommate was from Chicago, and she said that the uh, comics used to like kind of all live in the same area, and then people would get mugged all the time. Or Yeah, you know, it's just, a dangerous fucking yeah. city. I grew up in Peoria, which is de- obviously not Chicago. But it's like all the poverty and violence of Chicago with none of the nightlife. Like you just kind of sit on your porch, kind of sit on your porch and drink and hope you don't get robbed or shot in the face. Right. And Chicago is like that. It's just so much worse. Why do you think it is? Why do you think Chicago is so violent? Well, because two or three of the biggest street gangs in the nation started there. The Gangster Disciples, uh, the Vice Lords, Latin Kings. I haven't heard of any. Oh, Latin Kings. You haven't heard of haven't either heard of them? Those. You're from Ohio. I've heard of the Bloods and the Crips. Well, yeah, the Bloods and the Crips started in L.A., and the Gangster Disciples and the Vice Lords started in Chicago. Uh, I don't remember who started the Vice Lords. A guy named Larry Hoover founded the Gangster Disciples, and they're massive. And that's all of your gang violence that happens in the Midwest. It's usually not Bloods and Crips. It's usually gangster disciples and vice lords that's why peoria was such a shithole when those gangs started branching out into other cities it was like the cities around them in illinois like rockford rockford is a fucking nightmare beloit is a nightmare like there's a lot of really small towns in illinois that you wouldn't think davenport iowa like you wouldn't think these places like would have any crime at all if you look at them on a map 
and they have a lot because those gangs when they went to branch out that's where they went first so they've got the most you know foothold there gary indiana everyone knows gary indiana is a shithole right i would assume it's where I michael jackson grew up no what well, would you because that's where michael jackson grew up you're not like, anywhere in indiana is a shithole yeah kind of yeah indiana's <laughs> a nightmare gangs should take it international like oh we got a gang in india now doing like just kind well, of I think those countries the have their own gangs. More in the market in Finland, yeah. <laughs> El Salvador has a lot of gangs because they they actually developed here in LA, and then like they would all get arrested for migrating, and then they would just like get really strong in the yep. prison system, and then they would ship them all back to El Salvador. So now yeah. it's just like, like MS thirteen. Uh-huh. Yeah, they started mm-hmm. in El Salvador, right? And they're like probably the most powerful gang in America, aren't they? I don't probably not in America, but they're close to it. They're strong. They're a strong unit, <laughs> strong outfit, strong boys. Let's you, talk about the game. You get them. Uh, let's talk about if the you g- have a chance to take them day one in your fantasy draft. Do it. Yeah. Strong, <laughs> really strong team. Uh, gang fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Chicago, they're on my list also. Which, like, I know people aren't going to be that surprised that Chicago has a history of police brutality. Like, I think pretty much any high crime area probably does. Like, whether it's been publicized or not and like chicago's no different but they also run a black site kind of like a guantanamo bay kind of thing like right in the city where they can just take people and not really charge them with anything and just sort just of let them hold them rot. yeah home and square home and square yeah abuse them and they've uh, been taking protesters. Oh, I think you pulled up Billings, Montana, Brett. It's been, has it been mostly protesters? Well, the, there's a sidebar story. It says, held for hours at secret Chicago black site. You're a hostage. It's kidnapping. And it's a white woman. So, yeah, I'm assuming it's a protester. Yeah. Probably not. She could be a bank robber. She could be. It's really interesting what's going on with all our police forces because you have multiple things going on. You have, obviously, police forces being racist. And then you have them going after poor people then you have them in this situation in chicago almost like a communist type situation it's pretty much like communism in russia you you would see this in russia today putin you know i feel like this is like putin over in chicago basically you speak out against the the man and they're gonna beat you and take you into interrogation that's what what goes on in russia but it's going on in chicago right now i don't get how they would even get the authorization to open something like this like who How's Within the Illinois government was like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I doubt it originally started for that reason. <laughs> what do you probably, think it started for? It probably started as something that was kind of off the books or something like that. And then, CIA interrogation. And then they were like, yeah. since you guys kind of put the chairs in and the and the, the waterboarding room and the, all that stuff, I think we might as well keep it. <laughs> Don't need to turn it into a Starbucks immediately. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's a place called Home and Square. It's just a warehouse on the west side of the city. And this protest, it was a protester who was uh, taken into custody. And uh, it was in 2012. She said she wasn't able to contact any legal counsel. Uh, they didn't book her or give her a phone call. They just held her there. She claims the officer said, you're going to get a tour of hell inside Homan. Jesus. Yeah. One of the last things I'd want to hear from a cop. <laughs> as I, was being, I mean, on the list, there's a list. But that's uh, definitely one of the things. And that's, yeah. like, they're taking protesters there. Like, know, that's... They're, like, the least offensive people. People who aren't hurting. They're just using freedom of speech. Yeah. That's intense. That is very intense. Like, that's... They said that somebody died in there once. 
Yeah. They had him like handcuffed, and um, yeah, he just he just stopped uh, breathing. I don't know what I don't know how old I don't know. They had him there for seventeen hours or days, or I could have made that up completely. But somebody died in there. Where is there was seventeen there? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maria killed somebody in Chicago, and she's just trying to pin it on. I just. Holman Square now. Yeah, but he's dead now. The person who killed that person. So oh. you can't you can't do anything. You can't book him. I, I love mean, how we both said Holman Square like we had ever heard of this place before. Yeah, sent us the article. Yeah, Holman Square. Yeah, yeah. Holman. Mm-hmm. I used to have an apartment there. What if a warehouse? <laughs> That's gonna turn into an apartment building. Yeah, it'll be an apartment years. someday. And if they're gonna be so expensive. It's gonna be a, like a luxurious pool. What if a warehouse fire were just to start there? Probably a lot of innocent people would die, Brett. Why are you putting forth such crazy? I can't you even say. Throw some sick warehouse raves in there, though. <laughs> Brett, how are you and your girlfriend? You're doing okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. What if that's really all it is? What if they're just raves? Yeah. Like, what if the Literally people are just blacking out there, when they get in there? They give you a ton of Molly, and yeah. you just party with the CIA. <laughs> yeah. like, like, the cop said that, but he was like, <laughs> "You're gonna see hell." Take a, can baby? we take a, a minute to note the photojournalism journalist's beautiful uh, composition here of the no outlet sign? Maybe, yeah. It's pretty nice. Maybe it's Maria maybe owns it's an expensive camera. Everybody. <laughs> maybe it's a sex thing. People come back and they have like. Like a handcuff marks, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was held there for seventeen hours. It was it was really bad, and it wasn't it wasn't a sex thing. It wasn't a sex thing, but they mean it was, you know." I think the most heinous part about this is this uh, protester who says she was taken there. They did like a good cop, bad cop thing, and at one point they brought her a burger from McDonald's. Was Aww. that the good cop or the bad cop? That's the bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably oh, vegan. That was like, McDonald's. <laughs> no, God, yeah. please. Yeah, she probably. That's she, actually she all looks, they do to torture people. They feed them McDonald's. <laughs> And then yeah, there's, there's a, a McDonald's in the basement. The other cop is is just in the other room through the window, and he's just eating Burger King. She <laughs> <laughs> can smell that flopper. flame broil wafting in. There's Burger They're King. They're feeding her somewhere. nuggets with ketchup. <laughs> Don't be that way. <laughs> We've gone such a long time without talking about that on this show. God, sorry. Griff Pippen, what's your stance on ketchup on chicken? Ketchup on chicken. Um... Uh, it, it's not something I'd do normally, but if Thank you throw you. some ranch and barbecue and I was really drunk, I could make anything Where happen. are you from? Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to talk. Weird part of the world like, are you from? I was like, damn, ranch and barbecue and Oh, ketchup. yeah, the whole thing. I'm All from, you're from, from Oklahoma. Ohio. I was going to put uh, Oklahoma City police <laughs> like, on I this list. I forgot you were an idiot. <laughs> no, I, I was going to. a redneck. Uh, I, saw, I saw a map of like the craziest when I was researching this, there was like a map and it had, it was like color coded. If your state was green, your police are relatively cool. And if it was red, your police are maniacs and Oklahoma was red. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I mean, cause there's an, you remember that, that video that went viral, the fraternity, uh, you know, that racist yeah. fraternity. I just yeah. happened to be a member of that fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell people like I was the multicultural chair there, right? <laughs> of the most racist fraternity in the country. No joke. <laughs> And every week, we'd have little chapter meetings and Sundays and kind of like, hey, you know, what we wanted to do to progress the fraternity and I, every week. I was like, guys, let's rush more diversity. We're missing cool guys. <laughs> every week, i just hear, shut up. You had sex with the black girl. And I was like. Did you? I, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I, I give up. I hated well him done. for four years. I gave up the fight and said, fine, you guys win. Little did I know that the United States, the Huffington Post, and Obama would take my side on the issue. Like, I win. <laughs> Wait, so you were diverse because of your red hair? <laughs> no. Oh. It was all a bunch of, as you can imagine, rich, racist, southern white guys. And I tried to change that and get some diversity. 
and I don't even know why I try. I'm like, you know, you're missing the fundamental concept of what a fraternity is. I mean, it's essentially like like a clan chapter, just uh, not really on yeah. paper. But yeah, dude, that was fascinating. Looking back and going, wow, I was trying to fight. You know, racism. I was trying to like get the clan to have black members, <laughs> Basically. and I failed at that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> failed. No way. <laughs> I would imagine in Oklahoma, the reason cops and, and crime is such an issue is because of how many uh, Native Americans live there. I would imagine with with like all the nations and stuff and reservations there, that cops kind of would take advantage of those people more. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, you you do, and I, and I, you know, I feel bad for them, and you know, like obviously the the history and everything there, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a large drinking problem with the Native yeah, American I'm people, d- and the cops will find them drunk on the sidewalk and beat the shit out of them. I'm yeah, I'm just saying exactly yeah. If your state has a certain subset of non-white poor people that can be taken advantage of in any way, cops will, will find that. And, and yeah, I mean, stuff. that's a big, that's a big, you know, piece of the pie here. And this, the, the, the police brutality is they hate poor people in American culture. We yeah. seem to hate poor people. Yeah, they yeah, deserve yeah. to be beaten. Stop being poor. Stop being poor yeah. and having schizophrenia. Cause your mom was a, you're a crack baby. That's, you know, yeah. that's your fault for being a crack baby. Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma. So many earthquakes there now. People don't know that. Yeah, I actually... The Bill Maher just talked about it, so which is why I'd like to point out that I wrote about it like eight months ago. But Oklahoma now outpaces California in earthquakes. What's, there's, what's there's, up with that? There's like fracking. The, there's the mid- there, oh, it's from fracking? What they're doing is... Uh, it's not the fracking itself, but fracking produces all this wastewater. And their argument is that driving that wastewater across the highways to dispose of it would be too costly and it would damage infrastructure. So instead they just pump it into these underground wells, which are putting pressure on fault lines in that area. The biggest fault line in the country is in the Midwest. It's in Missouri. Yeah, it's called the New New Madrid Madrid fault line. line, The biggest earthquake in the history of this country happened in the Midwest on that fault line. Bigger than like the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, bigger than all that shit. When? I didn't hear about it. Um, It it was in the 1800s. Why would you hear about it? Because <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about fracking. I know, no, 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 no. But fracking. What's happening now is uh, they're putting all these all this pressure. Sorry, what they're putting they're putting all this pressure on fault lines. And what's happening is larger earthquakes that are happening, like in Chile or Japan. They send out these shock waves that normally we wouldn't feel, but because there's all this pressure on these fault lines, it's now it's triggering all these earthquakes in places like Oklahoma. Colorado, like just all over the Midwest. And if that New Madrid fault line goes off, it's going to be bad times. I still think that we should sell. Well, we should we should just lease out Oklahoma kind of like an apartment complex because it really is. We gave a lot of it back to the Native Americans. I know. Well, they now that we they keep their part. But the rest of it, like most of Oklahoma, I think we should lease out to like other countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like an what? apartment. You get to come in there and your your country gets surrendered Let's out. Let's Airbnb like Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, why, why does anybody <laughs> in any other country want to go to Oklahoma? Why would... Why? Big fan of musicals. Give, yeah. them, give them some county north why of Vegas. Why would someone from another country want to come there? Yeah. Uh, well, it's better than certain situations in certain countries. I'll say Is that it, much. Though? <laughs> in some <laughs> ways it's be. not. In some ways it's not. Um, Somalia's not that bad. Yeah, yeah North Korea can Oklahoma be kind of cozy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. North, North Korea's not Oklahoma bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did we want to talk about? I didn't. Even, we're I, looking. I know. At, I sent Billings. We're looking at seismology. We went from Chicago to seismology. Well, Billings' <laughs> major complaint was that the South Side wasn't being treated like the people up in the Heights. Yeah, they had all these graphs. There was this. It's kind of an old report, but I can't imagine things have gotten better in Billings because Montana now is, I think, part of that area that's getting because of fracking. Uh, getting all of that oil development and there's all this money and all these jobs that don't really require a lot of skill so they're getting like drifters coming into town and snatching up these jobs but also still being criminal drifters and causing all kinds of mayhem so like there's shitty areas in like watford north dakota i think it is like all these cities up there that have these huge crime rates because they have these oil fields fucking fracking i just watched this documentary called pump and it was incredible, just all about, it was about using, like, biofuel, album. flex fuel, natural gas, and like why. <laughs> Griff, you know, was it about your shoes? <laughs> I was hoping it was about Aerosmith. <laughs> Griff is wearing Reebok pumps. Oh, right and now. they're pink. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Cute. But how we could have had we could have had electrical cars by now. Um, like uh, Ford had basically made an electrical car, but like Rockefeller had some stock yeah. in oil companies, and so he put a stop to that pretty quickly. There was also a documentary then, called "Who Killed the Electric Car." Oh, yeah. That I think covered that. <clears throat> Seems like it would have covered that. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell. But, but we have electric cars well, now. It, yeah, yeah, but like for, for every American to switch over to an electric car is going to take 30 to 40 years. Oh. And so in the meantime, yeah. they were talking about biofuels and, and, and like how much cleaner methanol and ethanol burn and like how easy it is and you can make it from anything and how they do it in Brazil. And it was pissing me off because it's so easy. And um, can uh, I, Go ahead. Can please, I buy? Please, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm done. Go ahead. I was going to say, can I buy stock in Elon Musk? Yeah, wouldn't yes. that they should have stock of him? Yeah. Tesla is publicly <laughs> traded. I just, no, I want to buy stock in him. Oh, okay, and just him. him. He's him. a great name. He sounds like he should have a cologne line. Elon's mom. He's doing South African. Yeah, he's doing so much. Should we talk about Albuquerque? I'm in Albuquerque all the fucking time. Like, I think Albuquerque probably is, and the statistics kind of back it up. Probably the craziest police force in the nation. They are. You can see it on their face. This just this morning. I was in Albuquerque this Are morning. Are they on math? Probably. Who's okay. not? Just wondering. I was in Albuquerque this morning. I just flew back this morning. And boy, your arms tight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have you never heard that one, Maria? No, I just your reaction to it was just oh fantastic. man. Oh, good one, Brett. <laughs> oh, oh boy, good one. <laughs> But I was pulling in. Why uh, doesn't he get the uh, sound effect of yeah, a bad there joke? Yeah, needs to be a soundboard. Yeah, he's supposed to. S- oh, let's go, let's go back, Adam. No, I'm not. Yeah, doing do it, it. Adam. You just, I just flew, flew in. in. <laughs> you just flew in from Albuquerque this boy, morning. Boy, boy, your arm's tired. <laughs> no, no, that is not the act. sound effect for a bad joke, you jerk. <laughs> do we have one for a bad joke? Oh yeah, I've gotten it a few times. Yeah, Maria gets it. It's it's. You I think it's eagle soaring, squeaking bird. That one. Yeah, that's you know what it is. so anyway i was pulling into the airport and there was a cop with his lights on which is the exact same thing i saw last time i pulled into the airport and i mentioned that to the cab driver and he goes yeah that's because he wants you to know he's there and if you go over 15 miles an hour he will pull you over and right as he said that we drove past and this cop looked at us like, I caught it. Like, I saw the look on this cop's face. And the cab driver goes, see, look at the way he fucking looked at me. Like, this cop had this look on his face like, do something. Do, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Do something. And I got pulled over in an Uber on New Year's Eve in Albuquerque. And this cop 
had a look on his face. He looked like a dude playing a dirty cop in a movie. Like he had that. Do you have a mustache? That fucking bulldog look on his face, like, oh, I'm gonna beat the shit out of somebody. And he did he have it, the worst sunglasses in the world? No, it was night. <laughs> it was New Year's Eve. And at one point, he goes, uh, I smell alcohol in the car, sir. It's like, it's an Uber, motherfucker. It's New Year's Eve. Why wouldn't you smell alcohol? We're being responsible. <laughs> yeah. And like, but I didn't want to say that because he looked like he would shoot me in the fucking face if I said that. Because Albuquerque police love to shoot people. Well, you, you know, isn't I mentioned in the article that they were trying to increase the staff and then they were struggling to get people, so they're hiring pretty much anyone. So you yeah. get some some moron who has zero skills or education and he got beat up and bullied his whole life. What what kind of cop do you think he's going to be? You know yeah. what I mean? He probably exactly. beats his wife at home and has serious anger issues and he's... He just he he wakes up and goes in his patrol car so he can do what he did to you. Like that's yeah. that's why he likes his job. Yeah, and some yeah, someone was in Albuquerque was kind of explaining the same thing that they just like had this crunch where they had to hire people, and boy did they hire shitty <laughs> man. They have hired them their way into a problem. There was a 16 month investigation. The federal government investigated Albuquerque police for 16 months found that its officers routinely violated the constitutional rights of residents, beating them, shocking them with tasers, and even shooting them dead. 21 fatal shootings were reviewed. Officers were not justified under federal law in using deadly force in the majority of those instances. And this is over like a fucking 16-month period. 21 people! What would you say your greatest strengths and weaknesses are as (laughs) as a candidate for this job? It's in my inability to control my temper. <laughs> good, uh, good. I'm high well, all, my I weaknesses mean, are <laughs> high all the time. My weaknesses: uh, I have a distant cousin who's black, and it kind of clouds my judgment sometimes. Uh, well, normally I don't do this, but you're you're, I'm, you're high right Fuck you! Oh no, sorry. I'm not used to I'm not used to hearing Here's nice a bunch things. Of guns. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they have lots of lots of guns there was the, that story that was in rolling stone about them that, that they um there was a guy with schizophrenia on a hill and he was illegally camping which is a petty oh, yeah, offense at best that. yeah then, they have video of that um, really them shooting that guy yeah that and the guy had knives so i mean like but they were, i think they were, they were first they were gonna, they were from t- eating mcdonald's breakfast oh so. i didn't even no i'm kidding oh, I was like, but they probably were anyway it wouldn't make a difference I mean, yeah. I was just like, I, so at first I was kind of like, well, I mean, he had knives that he wasn't putting down, but the way they, I mean, they didn't shoot him with a taser. They like shot him three times and then uh, um, sick their dog on him. So he tore up his legs. Yeah. And then like, I think they shot him, him again. Yeah. And they, yeah. They shot him again and then they took him to the hospital and then he died. And it's like they were videoing it. I mean, yeah, like they like they went home and jerked off to it. Later, I know, just probably. rewind you know, over and over again. Yeah, in this in this time. picture, it's like the widest hippiest man alive. Yeah, he looks like cracked editor Robert Evans. Yeah, dude, that is Joshua from Joshua Tree right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's like got his hands up, and there's just there's like six guys with tactical rifles around him. Dude, he was just because he was camping in the mushrooms, mountains. and they had to kill him. There's a tram that you can take to go up the those mountains. And there's the wreckage of a TWA flight there. Oh, shut up. Ew. Yeah, it's from the 50s, though, so you can barely see it. And you have to ask. Oh, oh they were all racist. Yeah. So Dude, imagine taking mushrooms and going and seeing that. Yeah, you can also... Someone mentioned you could hike up there. I think you talked to all their like, ghosts. I'm not going to hike. What am I? 
What I want to do gets killed by the police. I, not, walking, <laughs> not walking in those fucking mountains. I see what happens to people. <laughs> it's a video game for them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is the uh, story I was I was wanting to bring up. A 19-year-old kid named Andrew Lopez. Police caught him driving with dim headlights and no taillights. So naturally, he's got to die. When they tried to pull him over, he uh, led him on a low-speed chase and then took off on foot. Five officers chased him. When Lopez reached a fence and began to turn around, one of the officers fired three times, hitting Lopez once. The non-lethal shot put Lopez on his back, and the officer approached him and fired a fourth shot into his chest. That's Killing him. Because he ran from a fucking traffic stop. Well, God damn! Don't, don't run. Thing, by the way, I'm going to be back in Alabama. I'm going to get beat ooh, by the police yeah, at the end of the month. That's going to be great material, fans. though. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's you a shame it had to end. They, they, they always hide behind the same mantra of the, we we followed our training instructions. This is yeah. our train. That's what they always say. My, are you really trained to murder people? And if that's yeah. so, let's get to the core of that problem. Yeah, it seems like they need some retraining. I think that they're thirsty for more. When somebody, I don't know if like, I met somebody once who had like gone to war and he shot somebody and he was like, I kind of want to shoot someone again. Yeah. And it's just like you kind of get to this like, like point of no return. Yeah. I was going to say that too. It's like getting a tattoo. But even as regrettable as they are, you want to get another one. What do you bet somewhere in some of these police stations Behind closed doors, there are a group of buddies and the police station that are keeping tally of how many murders they have, and you get points basically like a gang. I want to bet my They're whole... basically like a legal enforcement. They're they're a gang, but they're paid through tax money. Did That's... you listen to the podcast we recorded an hour ago? Uh, That's no. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Brett. Essentially, they're right. essentially the gang. You're a gang. We have a new of... gang in town, and it's called the police department. But instead of buying their weapons from... Some Legal. guy with a car with a trunk who lives underneath a bridge, they get the gun from the government. And then yeah. when they do something wrong, instead of having to pay off someone like the mafia to be like, oh, yeah, I got to pay off the DA or whatever. DA is paid by the government and incentivized by the government to not create more problems for the government, to not create more lawsuits where the government has to pay out millions of dollars to people. Yeah, it's a perpetual cycle of bullshit. You buy, you go buy a coffee, and then part of the taxes from that coffee go to buy a gun, so an officer can go kill someone. It's not just guns. Like, uh, like uh, they talk a lot about the militarization of the police. Yeah. They're getting all of these like like SWAT team, like SWAT cars and and riot gear and shit. And I know how I feel when I put on a pair of heels. Very powerful and very just like a million times better. Like and I think when they, as soon as they put on these masks and these like huge guns and the, yeah, they you know they they feel a little uh, a little more alpha. Griff, how do you feel? You're carrying right now like a two gallon jug of water, or is that one? Mm. How do you do? You feel really powerful when you walk into an office like a fuck. <laughs> Those people think I probably just worked out or something. I just think I need to piss really bad oh, right well, now. Well, yeah, yeah, so do I. Oh, we'll wrap up. Well, I can then. just continue talking until you guys get back. No, we're, we're getting close. No, I say some pretty interesting I wanna, things. I think it'll be fun. I have, uh, there's another story. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. This should be everyone's favorite police violence story out of Albuquerque. And I'm just going to read the first sentence from this article. A police officer in Albuquerque shot an undercover narcotics officer during a $60 meth deal this weekend. So one cop shot another cop during an undercover deal. They won't say why. They won't say how it happened. They won't release their names. They just said, yes, one cop shot another cop during an undercover That's drug deal. That's his wife. Probably. Yeah, it could be something like that. My wife. 
when they gave the bus signal. That's when Did they not know. They, they didn't shooting. know that the uh, undercover guy was a cop. I feel like they had to know. Like someone had to know something. I don't know. Those guys are morons. And like three, I think like three people shot, and they were all cops. Like everyone shooting was cops. There were no vic, like no suspects firing weapons. Just the cops. They were just running off with all the meth. Dollars of meth. Sixty dollars worth of meth. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I have like sixty dollars worth of meth in like in like my backseat of my car somewhere, uh, just in the cracks. <laughs> <seats. laughs> sixty dollars yeah. worth of meth. I probably accidentally uh, made sixty dollars yeah. worth of meth, <laughs> spilling the wrong cleaning. <laughs> chemicals in my kitchen after, after all this you know there's so much talk about like especially in the 90s after the rodney king thing i'm not kind of happy with the lapd i'm like i'll take the devil i know right now i seem to be oh i don't know have you seen the there's a new documentary on hbo called tales of the grim sleeper have you watched that no it is about a serial killer in south central los angeles the where police Soren lives the police yep where soren Bowie lives the police knew he was a serial killer dating back to, like, 1988, and they didn't bother informing the community until... Actually, it was an L.A. Weekly article that informed most of the families of the victims Jesus. that uh, their daughters had been killed by a serial killer. They didn't know any of it was connected. And this guy that they eventually arrested in 2010, back in, like, 88, he actually called and gave his... Uh, license plate number and the description of his van and said he just saw a man dump a woman's body in the alley and they think it was him calling kind of trying to turn himself one thing i've noticed about serial killers is that they like want to get caught and for some reason it's the easier they make it (laughs) (laughs) if i wanted to get caught i would definitely tell you how many people i've murdered but i'm going to keep that to myself i bet it's a lot yeah yeah okay I bet it's a lot. Yeah, it's uh, LAPD is pretty crazy, too. But everyone knows that. Why did they not say anything? That's what I don't understand. Because he was killing black prostitutes in a high-crime, high-poverty area. So he he was doing their job for them? Like, you don't even have to kill a black prostitute for the police not to care. You just have to kill a prostitute. That's how the Green River Killer got away for so long. He was killing prostitutes, and nobody fucking cared. God, that's like American... Prostitute lives matter. And what's... (laughs) They do. Very, no, they're very know, I mean important to rich white businessmen. Absolutely. <laughs> and what's crazy is he... And rich Japanese businessmen. Oh, you got that right. The, the Warner Bros. guy. One of his things was taking pictures of the women. And uh, he was convicted of... This, this is the guy in South Central LA. He was convicted of 10 murders. They found hundreds of photos. And there's still like 180 they can't identify. Like they don't know who's in the pictures. But they assume they're hoping they're all still alive and not also dead somewhere in an alley in South Central Los well, Angeles. If they have a picture of them, wouldn't they be dead? Is that why they have the picture? I'm confused. Well, that's the thing. Like he has pictures of all the women he killed, right? But he also has these pictures of other women that they haven't. Oh, just targets. Going to, yeah, yeah targets. they they don't no no not targets. Like Jeez, they sorry. don't they don't know. They can't identify the women, so they don't know if they're dead. They don't know if they're alive. They don't know who they are. They just know he's got pictures of hundreds of other women, but they've only charged him with 10 murders. I got it. And then when this documentary that's on HBO, it's fucking fascinating, he's got a friend who helped him take the pictures, who has all these pictures of his own, and the police never interviewed him. The yeah, first I people to interview, interview him was this fucking documentary. It's like they're all what like... What kind of shitty police... And they arrested this guy at one point for like a sex crime and still never pieced together that he was the person It's like killing. they're all the mayor from The Simpsons or the yeah. police officer, uh, like officer... Yeah. Quimby. Quimby, yeah. And when that uh, 
when that arrest happened, I think it was 2003 or 2004, by law they should have collected his DNA during that arrest. And that would have Was solved. this guy rich? Because he could have been No, he lived in South Central LA too. He was just a like just a nice house was over there. He actually uh the his friends in the documentary say he dealt in like stolen cars and shit. So he, it's not like he was he wasn't like connected to the police or Well, it, it, it's interesting. It's like a full circle that reminds me this story reminds me of the police because this guy he kills one person like a psychological illness. He feels the need to kill more and more. Same thing with the cops. You shoot one person, you get this urge to shoot more people. Yeah. I think the it's, the cops are are almost like synonymous with criminals now yeah. in so many ways. One thing I love about LA is the crime. Well, what I love about the crime is how the smog, how well we document it. <laughs> like we will send a helicopter out to cover a police chase, regardless of how it's going to. Like I don't remember if it was local news or if it was. I think it might have been Fox News, but they were following a dude who was running from police in LA, uh, like live as it was happening. Pulled out a gun and shot himself. Oh yeah, on television. Wow, like Sorry. just Whoa. yeah, that was recent. It was like Re- oh, recently thing. another guy was shown getting shot on television by the police. Yeah, I mean, there was he pulled out. I mean, he pulled out a gun and started firing first. So it's like, but what about there was another guy? Not a who, terrible police uh, moment, but I I don't know all the details, which I'm sad about because uh, he was fleeing on a horse. And uh, he was in an orange. He was in an orange jumpsuit, which leads me to believe maybe he was like on a work release thing, and he got on a or horse. Or he was just dressing for the job he wants. Yeah, something well, like he that. He escaped prison to be and an rode off on a horse. Into rode the off sunset. on a horse, and the police finally stop him and didn't realize there was a news helicopter above, and for like fifteen minutes, just beat the shit out of him. Like at one point, a dude steps back like ten feet and runs up and kicks him in the side. And they're just like beating the shit out of this guy. The horse is there, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the horse is walking away slowly. <laughs> the horse is like backing up, like <laughs> galloping away. Was it a black horse? They <laughs> no, would have beat it if it wasn't was. even a black dude. <laughs> Way to be progressive. Was that on Fox? Uh, no, I saw that on local. It was one of the local stations that caught it because they did a big exclusive. They interviewed the guy after, and he was like, "Last time I was beaten by police." Like, well, what do you do in your life that attracts this? Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it in check a little, buddy. You need to raise your energy levels and stop getting beaten by the cops. That's my yeah. You're gonna get a, advice. You're gonna get a horse killed. Yeah, I'm really worried about the horse. <laughs> that poor horse. I wonder what that horse is up to now. Brett, do we have? We don't have comments because we have. We have voicemails if you'd like. Okay. You know, it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't matter because they usually don't. But I'm here to let you know that's not true. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments from the past few shows and respond to them personally. Fade it out. Oh, okay. Fade it out, please. Did you fade it out, Brad? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Uh, we have a voicemail, you said? We have a few, if you'd like, however many you want to do, whenever you want to wrap it up. Here's one. Hey, Adam and Brett, and probably just made whoever else is on the show. My name is Chris. I love you guys' show. So funny. Anyways, at the uh, end of the month here, I'm thinking about doing acid for the first time, or LSD. Do it. Wondering if any of you guys have ever done it before, yeah. and uh, if so, what was the experience like? Give me tips. And if not, tits. why wouldn't you want yes, to do tits. it? Or would you ever want to do it? Anyways, keep up the good work, and uh, love your show. Goodbye. Uh, for starters, if you find LSD, find me some, because... 
all the LSD in the country used to be produced by one dude, and he's in prison now. I think so if anybody should some? do LSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think really? if anybody should do. Yeah, I'll take some. Why wouldn't uh, I, I know LSD? way more people than I thought I did. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I've done LSD. I think if anybody should do LSD, it's that guy. Because he called in very, like, matter of fact. and um, Yeah, to change his life for the best. Everything yeah. is actually going He's well gonna right now. He's going to record the next and I just want to expand my mind. <laughs> It could ever be a totally different thing if he was just like, hey, guys, it's just like, oh, I want to try it. Like, if he was just tweaking oh, how out. How about this? He has to call back and leave another voicemail on acid part hey, dude, two. Please do that. Is that? I've never we done We can't it. encourage you <laughs> to take acid. Legally. But if you it's not do. Illegal to take it. It's just illegal to buy it or sell it. But if you do, call us. <laughs> yeah. And leave yeah. a long voicemail. Tell us your thoughts on the world. Like life, man. I've never done it. I'm a little concerned about like the chemical of it. I, I mean, I don't even know what my concerns are. Have you ever done mushrooms? I uh, yeah, I have. I, okay. I could say like if you're worried about, I don't know. Yeah, lasting effects. Yeah, I would do, do mushrooms. Mushrooms first, are a little bit. It's like the the kitty bike version, but yeah. still like it's a pretty crazy experience, transformative experience to do. And I've done those, and uh, yeah. It's like going on a roller coaster ride on the other opposite side of the universe for yeah. about four hours. Just don't don't take a bunch of cough syrup. That's not don't do that. Don't forget to get orange juice before you take acid. And during, right? Well, I know get it before so you don't have to figure out how to get it. Oh during. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that'll keep you <laughs> that keeps you going, right? Really? You peak harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes the whole process more so, intense. And vitamin C. That's what it is. The, vitamin C keeps the, the, the effects 90s going singer longer. who sang that graduation song. Yeah. I thought that they had kind of helped you come down. But whatever. Google that. Do your research. Yeah, get whatever makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Google that. Do that. Um, Call your grandparents. <laughs> Call your grandparents on your birthday. Let's do one more voicemail since we, we don't have textual comments this week. Textual textual feeling. Um, I just wanted to call uh, and congratulate you uh, because I think your last episode was probably your best yet. Um, and maybe because... This is from like three weeks ago, so I have no idea which episode she's talking about. Perfect. I love dogs and I hate bronies. Um, but I remember really talking about those things, but I still don't remember what episode. On fire that day. And I just wanted to ask if you guys could have any superpower for the next 24 hours, what would it be? And bye. And, um, I love your show. Thanks for doing it. Bye. <laughs> uh, I want to be able to print my own money. Good one. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Forgery technique, forgery yeah. skills. For, yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. Mine would be able to touch a book and read its contents just by touching the book. Nerd. Yeah. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd! I deserve that. <laughs> oh, fuck there you, you That's not a super. That's not a super. Griff? Uh, I would have a superpower so I could not be a ginger. Aww. That's called just for men. <laughs> it's really simple. Or just shave. Yeah. Just go big. Just shave, you can shave <laughs> all of your hair off. The, you have a beard and a full and your, head of and hair. And your eyelashes. And my eyelashes, yeah. Yeah. The dirty ginger No, but if eyelashes. you just... If you shaved your head and your beard... People be like, oh, he probably has light brown hair. Uh, he may have been laid maybe once, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I said, right. Has it been that bad being a redhead? Can we talk about that with three minutes left? Do we have three minutes left? Because I'm not going to lie. I have to piss. I, I, dude, I got this. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. I'll be here. All yeah. right, let's Blood. get out of here. Maria, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, my show's on Tuesday nights at the Lexington. Actually, maybe I shouldn't plug, considering that I'm Cons- the head of a butterfly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe I don't want your fans to come out. Uh, every Tuesday at the Lexington. 
But come to my show when it's happening, which is the first and third Tuesday of the month. Griff? Um, at Griff Pippen on Twitter, uh, GriffPippen.com, and then uh, Instagram, Griff Pippen. And then you should come do the show sometime on a Wednesday. And then the one uh, Casey's? Downtown, the Comedy Jackpot. Oh, yeah. Change things up a little bit. But I'll do it. Yeah, and then have you come down that uh, that week. I'll do it. I'll give you one. I'll give you a date. Give me a date. I don't know what I have to plug. I have an unpopular opinion show May 19th. Yeah, there'll be that. And uh, I'm going to go use the bathroom. Jesus go. Christ. Call Say goodbye, Maria. Bye. Brett. 5053 on Pops. Call the voice of my line. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Griff. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, my God. We love you. Say,